Welcome back, everyone. My name is TA, and of course, you're listening to the Recourse Podcast. Today, my friend Miranda Winbush is in the library. We had a really interesting conversation about homeschooling. We're both relatively new to the homeschool movement, I guess you can call it. And so it was a really nice chat to be able to talk through what brought us to those decisions and a little bit about her life and family background. And um, I think it was a great conversation for those who are interested in homeschooling. So I hope you enjoyed this time with my friend Miranda. All right. So the best part um, and probably the most important part is we, I always start the podcast by asking, how do we know each other so people can get to know you? Yeah. So we met at River of Life Church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels like a million years ago. Yes, it does. Yeah. It feels a long time ago. What year did you guys move away from Elk River? We moved to Stillwater in 2017. Yeah. Are you liking it there? Yeah, we do. We like it's it. such a beautiful area in Stillwater. Yeah. We yeah. like it. Do you, is it still... I guess some people kind of tag it as like a touristy town. It is, yeah. It's not so bad though. Oh no, no, no. We live, we live out of town a ways, mm-hmm. so um, we don't really run into that. And so that doesn't bother you guys at no, all. That's nice. No, no, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. So you get the benefit of it because you get to yeah. dab in when you want, but mm-hmm. then you're not being bothered by just like, going to the grocery store and being like, oh, all these people. Yeah, no, no, it's not like that. I thought no. it's kind of the perfect world then. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It's a great place to live. Lots of nice restaurants, different stuff than you might get. Yeah, that is a beautiful area. But I'm so glad that you and I reconnected because after you guys left, and really funny, like you know my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and yeah. just like, are you met them? And it's like these small little connections of the world but besides Facebook we haven't been having a chance to Mm-mm. actually like reconnect and mm-hmm. um when uh I was face stalking you <laughs> sounds so great. but you had made a comment and you know your things come up on your feed and you had said something sure. about homeschooling and I just been wanting to have this conversation about homeschooling because we just recently started that journey with one of our kids okay and so I was super excited that you were willing to come and chat and tell about your family's journey in that so yes let's start at the beginning of when did you guys make that decision for your kids Mm -hmm. to homeschool um well we made this decision in 2020 yeah during the pandemic yep we had the kids in the local public school I mean Stillwater school district's highly rated and Mm -hmm. Um, the kids are in a wonderful elementary school. We like their teachers a lot, but they were in and out of school. Yeah. Two days of distance learning then go back to school and whoops, now somebody else, you know, has COVID. Now we have to do more distance learning. And then the, you know, the apps are new. Uh, we, we struggled with, uh, writing. The kids were expected to write on the screen. Yeah. Well, you can't practice your handwriting very well, in my opinion, on a screen. Right. And especially if they're using like their index finger versus, you know, your right. traditional grip on a pencil or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, that writing is just one example. Yeah. Uh, it was it was tricky going back and forth. And then there was so much uncertainty in the world, the time, in our own community, uh, family members reacting differently to the pandemic. Just a lot of uncertainty and stress, and so we decided to pull them and provide some provide some stability. Sure. What grades were the kids in when you pulled them? Uh, second and third. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you? Did you feel confident in that? Like, I think that's the, one of the big things people think when they think homeschool. Like, I can't do that, or I mean, I'm not qualified. Well, I I never planned to homeschool. It wasn't something that was on my list of mom goals. <laughs> Hey, and more part of those of that, like, there are some women that that is their, like, they can't wait to do, and on the same boat, was never in my plan. Was nope. never in our plan, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mother, mm-hmm. and um, rather than going back to work sooner, we decided to homeschool, so yeah. uh, it's been, let me see, it's been two years now, yeah, almost two years. Because I pulled them out in November of 2020. Sure. So. Yeah. Did, yeah. were the kids okay? Like, what was their reaction? Did they, I mean, maybe they're young enough that they were just like, cool, it's the thing we do. Or were they? It was, um, they were young enough and I think they were glad to be home during that time. Yeah. Um, now they're starting to get more 
where friends are more and more important. Of course. Yeah. So um, thinking ahead to what that's going to look like as far as schooling goes. Yeah. Um, but at the time, they were just glad to be home and, you know, they can eat all morning. <laughs> <laughs> we, we teach, yep. we do school from about uh, 9 to noon. Okay. Or 9.30 to 12.30, depending on how things are going. And um, they can eat snacks. I let them eat snacks the whole morning while I'm giving lessons and they're doing their work. They can lay down by we have a bunny we have a house bunny oh. and we can lay down by wesley the bunny and do their math yeah. and and um we can go outside and do our work yeah so uh they really liked that my, my son says my favorite things about homeschooling are snacks and two is i don't have to ride the bus <laughs> it's important stuff <laughs> it's definitely the important so stuff. you know from an 11 year old mind but <laughs> yeah no, my, yeah. we pulled our, well, she was 11 when we pulled her last year in January, um, so that I also left my position as a teacher and brought her home. Um, I would say she was in that same boat. The biggest things for her were I get to wear my pajamas all day. Yeah. She got a little, I had a little mini fridge that I kept in my office at work, and so I gave that to her, and she gets to fill it with snacks. There you go. She makes a TikTok every week of what she's refilling it with. She makes these restock videos. It's very cute. That's cute. <laughs> But, you know, hey, whatever motivates and That's things. Right. But same boat. She's definitely mm-hmm. feeling the a little bit of that socialness of yeah. what she misses is her friends. Right. She doesn't miss the classroom environment, how many kids are in a class, right. the pacing of the classes. Yeah. I mean, she had good relationship with teachers, so I'm not – that wasn't an issue either. But there's definitely – I don't think she has the full understanding of what's benefiting her, what's not. Right. And I think that's the same for my kids too. Yeah. Some days I want to go back to real school, you mm-hmm. know, and some days it's like, oh, we're already done with school. Homeschooling's the best, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, we're going on this field trip or we get to go to the pool now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's it's hot and cold, but they're at the age where, you know, they're still in the age where they're living in the moment. So. Of course. So yeah. you said you do the teaching. So you, are you following a curriculum or how did you make that determination? I felt like that was the hardest step for me. Yeah. That was... That was tough because I felt the weight of their education on my shoulders. Yeah. And uh, what I didn't want to do is is waste any time at all with the wrong curriculum, the sure. wrong level, the wrong teaching style, um, something that they just wouldn't take to. So I spent, oh, I'm not even kidding, probably no less than 30 hours oh, yeah, yeah. reading and asking other people about curriculums and which ones they liked and which ones they didn't like. Um, up front before we decided to pull them out. Because the other thing is I had no idea there was all sorts of wonderful stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind Yeah, how much homeschool curricula- curriculums can offer a kid. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I spent, you know, around about 30 hours. And uh, I really wanted the just, like, plug and play, order the whole curriculum, <laughs> done. Yeah. But uh, once I got to kind of researching and I asked around, I put together my own curriculum. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And you've been happy with it? Or you, you, the nice thing is you can make changes as you go yeah. too. It's not like you're, oh, crud, now I'm stuck in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's been um, some tweaking. Yeah. Especially with the language arts piece. Um, this is year three and... I'm on my third curriculum for language arts. <laughs> sure. Um, because I haven't liked the other two yeah. very much. They either have don't don't have enough writing or they have too much writing or they're not student led enough or uh, they didn't I feel teach what needs to be taught, um, some of the fundamentals. Sure. And so yeah, so it's always a tweaking. The uh, the one we have now is called The Good and the Beautiful. Okay. And it was a recommendation from actually two other uh, mothers I know, homeschool moms, and and it is beautiful. I mean, <laughs> you're like it, it is, yeah. Good. There's a lot of art involved, and a portion of your language arts learning is uh, blended in with learning about art. Yeah. Different artists, um, they have assignments where they recreate famous paintings and works of art with pastels oh, and fun. yeah it's actually really cool so I think that's where the magic happens too in education when you can have these cross-curricular pieces yeah then your students are using their brains cross-laterally and they're just being able to you know find because I it's 
you kind of hit on this with you want to make sure that what you're teaching also hits with the kids. Like right. you want to hit them where they're, you know, so right. luckily for us, our daughter's a little more science minded. Okay. So she loves that, but she definitely has this creative element in her head. Like she loves, she's really into rocks and geoscience right now. And so mm-hmm. she, but she loves seeing the patterns and she loves like, you know, counting trees and things like that, like the rings and trying to identify things. And I think it has to do with a visual part of her brain that connects sure. to that creative part. And I'm sure. like, yeah, the right, yeah. The right hemisphere. Yeah. That, those things mm-hmm. have to, yeah. When they, when it's not just a memorization or a rote thing that can happen that when it can open up to all pieces, I think then she really thrives too. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And I think, and art is one of those things that, you know, is, is more or less an elective when you get to junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that they're incorporating, incorporating this yeah. into their curriculum from the get-go. My daughter is just a little free-spirited, creative artist, and so she's she's excited. Thriving in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, I say this all the time, that, um, and even when I worked in the public school system, my favorite thing in, in education is we live in this magical age right now or golden age where we have so much choice and that is a good thing like I do love that I could do this for this one child Mm -hmm. and I can make this choice for my other child and I can make another choice for my third child you know and that we have the blessing to do that and um I think I've shared this before but what we've decided to do with Bryn is we do Connections Academy which is a state standard public education online okay so she's doing more of an online academy versus me um teaching okay and what I love about that, though, too, is that it involves me without me having to present the information, but it's much more flexible of she'll have an assignment, and like you said, we can do it all in the morning, we can do it all in the afternoon, yeah. and all those pieces. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I just, it that has worked well for her. I'm not sure that will work well with the boys, yeah. so that we'll have to make a choice in mm-hmm. that. And all of it's free for yeah. us in that sense, because it's state standard, or okay. the state's providing that. So there is opportunity for um, a lot more equitable access, which I think is one of the bigger problems in homeschooling or one of the things I hurdles for a lot of families is not being able to able to afford having a parent home. Yeah. So I love that there's opportunities for that or there's more opportunities for that. Yeah. When you guys decided to homeschool, did you have any pushback um, in your community, family, friends that were like, what are you doing? Um... Not so much. A um, couple family members, but by and large, a family was supportive, good. friends supportive, community supportive. Um, the best part of this that I can uh, share with you is that my mother-in-law used to teach English, college-level English. Ah. And when I told her that we were homeschooling, she wants, wanted to be a part of it. And so now she comes once or twice a week during the school year and teaches the kids language arts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, that's it's amazing. A, that's one of those, again, yeah. those cool connector pieces you just don't yeah. get. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome because she's an expert in her field. Yeah. She shares her knowledge and experience with the kids at their level. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's motivating to them. They look forward to her coming. Of course, she brings treats when she comes, but you know, it's also, Smartly. it's also grandma. Yeah. So, uh, they, they get to connect too, and she gets to spend time with her grandkids. Yeah. And I love that my kids get to see their grandmother as much as they do. So. Yeah. And well, and yeah. what a cool, I think we have a tendency to put our, our parents and even our kids put the grandparents in a box of, but they're just grandma. Oh. And so to see her also in a professional setting mm-hmm. and then also for her to be instilling in them a long view in education of, but nope, this is what I did for college students and yeah. that this could be, this is what we're leading you to and mm-hmm. giving them this long-term view and not just in a classroom setting for right this moment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, I think that there's a lot of shift in our cultural view of homeschooling. I think when you and I were going through school, I mean, homeschooling obviously has grown over the last 15 years, but definitely within the last five years, it's like, I think doubled is what some of the statistics feel bad saying anything that I don't know what off the top of my head. Like it's grown. Yeah. It's grown. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how much, but, um, but I, there was always a cultural, like I said, like a little bit of a eye raise, uh, eyebrow raise of, hmm, don't know what I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the couple people that have kind of um, cringed, mm-hmm. 
for lack of a better yeah. word, at, <laughs> at learning what we do uh, for school, the question I always get is, well, what do you do to keep them, you know, social? It's all about social. And my answer always is, you know, they're both involved in activities. My son's involved in karate, mm-hmm. church activities. My daughter... Uh, rides horses. Mm -hmm. She's also involved in church activities. We camp, they play with, you know, campground kids making new friends all the time. We have friends over to our house. We have play dates, uh, birthday parties, you know, so we do, we still do quite a bit intentionally. You have to be a little more intentional about it because they're not getting friends just, you know, as part of the school day or on the bus, but that's how we make it work. Right. But there are so many kids I can speak to that wouldn't, really care about anybody than their surrounding at the school area because they were friends or even went to, especially because we were a STEM school. So we had kids coming from out of their communities into our school. So sure. they weren't very interested in forging relationships with these kids that when they drove back 30, 40 minutes back home, weren't in their neighborhoods or weren't in their basketball team or things like that. So that's happening whether they're, you know, in school or out of school. So I think we tend to put a little more emphasis on that than maybe we should because I agree that's the biggest question always that people are like, well, are they socializing yeah. and are they going to lose that? But I will put some weight into it that that's the reason we've also chosen to leave the boys in elementary at the moment Sure, was because there's some very good refining and social mm-hmm. learning that happens in mm-hmm. elementary schools that we wanted that we found has worked very well for them or that they are thriving in. So we thought they're not quite ready yet for the independent learning that homeschool does require. Sure. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. So tell me some of the benefits that your family has had now being homeschooled. Um, I would say that the top two benefits are the flexibility. Mm. So uh, rather than, you know, you go to school from eight to three or nine to three or whatever your school is, we do nine to noon and we eat lunch and we're done. Yeah. Um, if they don't get their work done, then they have no screen time until they complete their, their yep. catch-up work. And that works for us. That's enough of a motivator that it works for us. Yeah. Do you uh, guys try to stay close to the school schedule like, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day? or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. So yes. that... We, we do... Uh, I, did, I did last year do a longer Christmas break than the public school had, but yeah. But yeah. Labor Day, Memorial Day, President's Day, yeah. all that. And I cut you off. You said there were two benefits. Number one was the flexibility. Oh, number two is uh, as a parent, you, you get to teach your kid what you want them to learn. Yeah. And things that we've covered in homeschool, uh, they typically don't cover in public school. Yeah. So we did a unit on a rational, rational thought and how to form an argument, mm. fallacies. Mm-hmm. Um, how to spot fallacies in an argument, how to uh, not use them yourself in an argument. <laughs> we also learned what an argument is. It doesn't mean that it's a yelling match. It means it's a respectful debate between two people with different ideas. Yeah. So um, we did a whole unit on that. We also spent quite a bit of time um, on Martin Luther King during Black His- excuse me Black History Month. My kids are my kids are um, half white and half black. And they got, they had the opportunity to study marching with Dr. King and their grandparents' experiences in the, in the 1960s during the civil rights movement. Yeah. So we, we interviewed, um, their grandmother and, uh, that's something that we will all cherish, all cherish for, for a long time is that interview where she shared sure. her experiences. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And then again, just being able to incorporate that just in, in such a impactful way yeah. for your kids and for your, like you said, for your family, it trickles out in different ways. And we think just, you know, what it can look like. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things that have been challenges? Um, well, challenges have been, um, motivating my kids to come to school. Mm. We do school at the kitchen table. Some people have their own rooms, and I think that's wonderful, but we just go to the kitchen, and the kitchen is our classroom. And it's tricky to get them to part from their beds or Legos or whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would say getting them started 
is, is difficult. Yeah. Once they're going, it's fine. But getting them to come to school, oh, I don't want to do school today or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, so I would say that and, and for me personally, it would be the, the burden that I feel uh, responsible for their education. Yeah. And as a parent, you ultimately are always. Yeah. Yep. But this is in a more tactile way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I think the big, when you say that, that the first thing that clicks in my head or that um, really I can relate to is we'd really talked through a lot um, before we made our decision to pull our daughter is I agree with you that parents have the most responsibility to educate your kid, whether you're homeschooling or mm-hmm. public schooling or charter schooling or however you're deciding that's best for your child. It also comes down to me for influencers. Who's influencing mm-hmm. and who who are you allowing to sure. have um, time and thoughts? And I think our children are at a vulnerable age, yet I, I want them to never be bubbled. So I don't want them, yeah. and I think that's my was my biggest fear also in homeschooling, is I don't want to pull them and bubble them and then expect them to live in a world where they're not prepared or not exposed or not you know, ready. And so where, how do I balance that of, I want to make sure that they are getting what they need. And, you know, but I think it comes down to what you said, the, we are the main, um, responsible party. And so this allows me to do that maybe in a little more comfortable way or a little more safe way, but it can't be an excuse to just hide them away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that sentiment. It's, I think it's important for kids to be exposed to different people, different mm-hmm. ideas, different, different cultures, different ways of living, mm-hmm. um, different beliefs, you know, at an age where they can kind of digest it. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I, you know, I, I want them to be prepared for the world. Yeah. Someday I won't be here. No, and I also <laughs> want them to be yeah. high-functioning awesome, amazing people yeah. within the world. Yeah. And to do that, I feel like they have to have a firm foundation in who they are and their own worldviews and, and belief systems. Right. And so that's maybe the point where I had to kind of come to and say, that's what we're working on at this moment is to help them to build that first yeah. so that they can be that in whatever situation, whatever job, whatever arena God puts them in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of was our goal. And so I, I think it's not inappropriate to be a little bit more protective right now, but at the same time doing things that are appropriate for their age group. Absolutely. I think age appropriateness is a good, is a good way to look at it. Yeah. Cause you can still do all these things in an age appropriate way. <laughs> you can, uh, yeah. Very, you know. and, and if you aren't, then you're also so such a good service. Cause I, I think we probably could both point to maybe yeah. friends or people we know that maybe bubble their kids too much and yes. you can see that and yeah. then you fear rebellion or you fear just um, immaturity to the point where, I don't know, I get nervous. And maybe yeah. I saw that when I, I went to a Christian college mm-hmm. and it was like there were, I felt very judged at the Christian college because I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I had just become a Christian maybe two or three years before I went to college. So mm-hmm. it was like a wow, I, I don't know anything. And I wasn't a pastor's kid or, or oh. a missionary kid or things like that. So it was like sure. a very different world for me yeah. that it was like a part of a club that I wasn't a part of. Oh, okay. And so that was a yeah. really a weird world for me. Yeah. And I want my kids to thrive no matter where they are and with yeah. whomever they're with and yeah. be kind. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would sum it up as saying, I want them to have their, their feet grounded in our my husband and I, in our beliefs and values, mm. um, but be able to have respect for people who don't agree with you, um, right? And have that dialogue, yeah. And have relationships with people that don't agree with you, right? And I don't think our kids will be able to do that unless they, like you said, have their feet firmly planted right. in their own thought process. Exactly. It's not mom and dad's process. It's right. not mom and dad's faith. It's mine. And right? this is yeah. And I, so I love this. Um, lesson that you're, or this unit that you spent on crafting arguments and thinking yeah. through what that looks like. And mm-hmm. I remember doing that maybe in high school or college, but to be thinking about that for my third and fourth grader, I yeah. mean, 
Yeah. I mean, but beware, because now they're going to argue with you in a whole nother level. Well, and that's the thing. And they catch, they, they'll catch us. They'll say, you know, they'll say, uh, mommy, that was a straw man argument. <laughs> no. Or they'll say, you know, daddy, that's a false cause fallacy. You know, <laughs> yeah, oh, what? That's, they'll read something and that's odd ad hominem fallacy or, you know, or whatever it is. You're going to get us all in trouble. You know? <laughs> so, but I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that's those moments where they're... Yeah, they're they're challenging mom and dad on stuff that they've learned. Yeah, well, I just so. I like that you put value in that. I think that it shows. Um, I talked to another friend about this a long time ago about how we talk to our kids and we have a tendency to talk down to children. Sure, and it's that sense of you're mm-hmm. teaching them that they are of value and that they have value and they can bring to whomever they are talking with, whatever age they're talking to, value yeah. and you know reason and rational thought, and yeah. that's important. Yeah, I would I would agree when I was a, when I was a kid my parents never talked to me like I was a child. They both talked to me like I was an adult, mm-hmm. used adult words and I remember asking, "Well, what does this mean? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. What does this mean?" And they never dumbed things down mm-hmm. for me and I try to do the same with mine. Yeah. I think yeah. that I think that's a valuable thing and I I I don't think people do it purposefully. I think it's just a societal way that we talk to kids or sure. we talk to, you know, I and I think that's a good thing if you can thoughtfully preempt that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't probably, I'm not very good at it, but I'll yeah. have to work on that. <laughs> think through that a little more on my own. I'm like, where do I, how do I, yes. Um, and I, I'm very nervous if I have this conversation with my kids about teaching them more how to argue and to, oh, yeah. cause they'll be like, but you said, I'll be, I'll be in much more trouble. My favorite phrase is, well, maybe. <laughs> well, I know. No. Soon, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They don't yeah. like any of those answers. Nope. I give them. <laughs> Get myself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but mom, yeah. yeah. So tell me more about, um, so you had spent, you said 30 hours, you'd spent all the time with curriculum. Mm-hmm. How did you seek out advice? Like who did you go to and what was the process for you to um, find community of people who are already doing this? Because I think that's another huge hurdle for people to get over. Yeah. Um, well, when we moved to Stillwater, I actually met quite a few homeschool families, mm-hmm. and I had not really been exposed to homeschooling before that. I was a public school kid, mm-hmm. and I loved school, and uh, so it was kind of new territory for me. So I just, I just asked questions. Yeah. And I have a good friend. Her name is Teresa, and she had me over for lunch one day, and she just a- asked uh, what I wanted out of homes- homeschooling, which I thought was a really really good question and then she shared what what their day looks like she has four children and shared with me different curriculum she likes uh things that she has is glad she has done regrets she has Mm. um so it was it was great because i felt like those were lessons that maybe i didn't have to learn myself because she had been so vulnerable and shared those with me so sure yeah. Are there co-ops in your area or did you look into any co-ops? There's a couple um, within about 30 minutes of driving for us. Uh, yeah, we haven't done the co-op thing. I am thinking about maybe yeah. doing that, uh, but we haven't done that yet. So. I am still just learning what that even means. Like yeah. that since there's a there's one at our church now, um, but it looks different K to 5 than it is 6 to, to 12. Okay. So like the... From my understanding, K to five, it's just like art. It's basically the fine arts, art and music and some of the other added pieces, okay. not math, not science. But then six to 12, it is 100% uh, curriculum. Like you don't do anything outside of that unless you want to. Okay. Um, and then there is a fee to, you know, basically to compensate the whoever's the, the adult that's going through that with the students. Yeah. And so... I think there's value in those things. I just, I'm fascinated by how co-ops can look so different too, but I like that in that it meets a lot of needs. And I think COVID also caused a lot of co-ops and pod potting. Oh yes. Where pod schools are now Mm -hmm. popping up and that kind of stuff. And even talking to some of my teacher friends who weren't super happy during the pandemic and were in a boat similar to mine of like, if I could leave, I think I would, but I don't necessarily want to leave teaching, but I want it to look different looking into doing a pod school or doing a pod co-op so that they could provide that service, but then also have their kids. So yeah, it's very fascinating to me. And I'm always feeling like 
wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 With the, with the co-ops, um, you know, they're limited in size mm. and they usually are either, um, like parents need to stay and help teach or provide a snack or whatever. Some co-ops are drop-off co-ops and then you leave. But it just depends on the co-op, and they, I think it's price per child per semester is how they work. But yeah. I don't want to talk too much about them because we're not in one. Yeah, that's the hardest part, that's, right? That's I don't what wanna... I do know. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a, a wise place to not <laughs> make assumptions about things that I don't know about. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the reason that it's always kind of in my brain of, like I, we've kind of hinted at, I'm not worried about my daughter socially, but if there were opportunities for her to be even within the same place, even doing different curriculum to have that interaction with students. And so that was why our, a hope that maybe we could find something like that, but I haven't done enough research into it to, yeah, yeah. it hasn't become a pressing enough need that I feel like I have to do it at the yeah. moment. So. Yeah. I know, I know a teenage girl who, who graduated from, homeschool high school and they had a homeschool prom yeah yeah Yeah. so you know co-ops do all sorts of different things yeah well I think it can be just a great support for especially families I think in homeschooling we think um the a lot of the fear that comes from it is the but I don't know I don't remember trigonometry (laughs) like how am I going to support my kid like sure maybe elementary seems very doable but how do I and so that is my understanding too the co-ops give a lot more of that support you are not as comfortable in an area or the curriculum you're finding is just not meeting the need of what your kid is or where your kid is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you are thinking about co-oping, we encourage you to research it. Yes, (laughs) definitely research. And co-ops have different philosophies and different styles. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. No. Um, So going forward, what are you thinking? Do you guys have a plan of what you think the next couple years will look like? Are you just going to kind of continue to adjust and do as needed? Well, um, I am a big planner. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I am thinking, of course, about what next year and then the year after mm-hmm. could, should look like. However, we're playing it by ear right now. Yeah. Um, things are still so fluid. And our youngest daughter, actually, I do not homeschool her. She has some different needs, Mm -hmm. and so we actually send her to a private school there in town. And so I've got two in homeschool, one in private school. But that's what's right for them at this age. And but I think that's important to do. I I like that. I like that. Like I said earlier, we are blessed to be able to be able to do that for our kids. Yeah. So as of right now, you're hoping it'll stay that way at least for the older two. For now, yeah. I mean, we're at least going to do this year. Okay. We may homeschool until they graduate, mm-hmm. which many homeschool kids graduate at 16, by the way. Yes, they do. And then they use that time from 16 to 18 to explore careers. Yeah. And I think that's excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I know I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite things in homeschooling, too, is if you do finish early or you get into, um, what's it, PC... Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to say something completely wrong on that, Um, that you can do some of those pre-credit things and whatever. But the biggest thing to me is I really don't want my children to fall into this gear of, I have to go to high school. I have to go to college. I have to get married. I have to have two kids. I have to have a dog. I have to this, that they can take if you, like if they were finished at 16 a year and travel and spend time maybe at a, uh, in a different state with grandparents mm-hmm. or uh, my an uncle lives in California or, you know, yeah. like they have opportunity to try and be and do, like you said, or trades, whatever, yeah. whatever is filling their cup, whatever their skill set are, whatever, so that it's not just, well, this is the traditional path I have yeah. to follow. Yeah. That was what the message that we got when we, we were that age. Yeah, for but sure. I, but I, but I see things changing and I'm glad for that. Yeah. That's right for many kids. Mm-hmm. It's not right for everyone. No. And oh. what I've noticed as we've been more open, which not, we weren't open, we weren't keeping a secret, but now that more people know that we homeschool, yeah. I feel like people have been kind of coming out of the woodworks to ask. 
that oh. thing. And people are doing the same thing you and I both did of seeking out other people to ask questions and things like that. And now they're coming. I feel like I've had a couple of people ask me and I'm always like, I mean, we're still new. We just, we've only done it for six months and we're barely, you know, we're barely into year number two or, you know, yeah. it's like, I'll, I'll tell you what we did and how we got here. But you know, I don't want to oversell it for some people or sure. I'm just a huge believer too. It, it, your kid matters what your yeah. kid mm-hmm. is going to your child will be thrived mm-hmm. the environment that will best they'll thrive in. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there's things that are taught in public school that maybe you don't want your kid to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be cultural. Mm-hmm. It can be social. Mm-hmm. It can be academic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, do all kids really need to learn the quadratic equation? Probably not. <laughs> That's one example, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are going to be clutching their pearls with me saying something <gasps> like that. But, it, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you, do, does every child need to know, you know, how every parts of a human cell? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of tailoring. They need reading, writing, arithmetic. Right geography right uh we like to do a lot of reading yeah at our house uh but there might be some things in the in the higher grades that aren't necessarily need to be drilled in into the kids heads depends yeah. depending on their interests their strengths right so. and i would say just coming from education in general it really comes down to our kids being able to stay curious yeah. and be problem solvers mm-hmm. and be more able to learn and grow in whatever area it is. So that sense of, yes, there's things that they need to learn. There's things that are, it's a good thing to have a rounded education and thought on. But at the same time, I agree with you that there's not, you don't have to be a master in every Mm -mm. area. Mm -mm. Um, But I would hate for my kids to not know how to solve their own problem or to get to a situation where it's like, but I don't know what to go from here. And that's what I would hope we would be able to do for them. Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, I have my son for his science unit, he does, he builds robots and programs mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it's, he loves it. Yeah. He did like a week's worth of lessons today. Yeah. School ended and he was like, mom, can I make the next robot? And I'm like, sure, make the next robot. Go honey. for it. I'm not going to tell him, stop it. <laughs> Learning is over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, and my daughter, she loves anything about the human body, mm-hmm. animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, we call her our animal whisperer. So she's studying now about birds, the anatomy of birds, the lives of different kinds of birds, yeah. all about how eggs develop and yeah. flight. Then so there's the physics part in there, and there's the art part where she gets to draw. And uh, they have these beautiful illustrations in the curriculum she's using, and she can color it how she wants. Yeah. And you know, I won't necessarily have her do robot building unless she wants to, and I won't necessarily have my son learn about birds unless he wants to. Right. Um, so it's, it's great because you can tailor it to their interests. Right. And that's yeah. what we found. And again, I always feel like I'm bashing public school and I don't mean to, but just no, being no, no, in the no. system, yeah. knowing that wasn't, that isn't available for your kid in the way right. that it is being home. Because right. if they're in a third grade classroom and the science, the teacher is choosing, like um, at my kid's school, they do monarch butterflies. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Oh, but yeah. if that's not clicking with them mm-hmm. compared to a bird or compared to a different animal species that's going to, my daughter was super into bugs. Like yeah. she would much rather, you know, let's yeah. dig in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my daughter scorpion. can tell you all about the parts of a wing yeah. and, and how birds take flight and. Right. You miss that. And then you also don't get the extension if you're looking at 40 kids and 25 didn't get it. And right. I got to redo something versus ver- my kid got it. Mm-hmm. I can move on and yeah. go faster. And that's what we were really noticing in the middle school was that she was wasting time. Or the bigger problem for our daughter was, especially like in math, she was a, she's a C student. She does really well. But if she doesn't get it right away, it takes her time. But the teacher, because she's not the lowest of the low or the highest of the high, sure. she's not getting that, getting it. Sure. So she was starting to slowly fall behind because she just was bouncing around in that middle area. Yeah. So there's that benefit of, of doing that as mm-hmm. well. But you get to see your kid in a whole new light. Talk yeah. to me about like just being able to see your kids in just this new world. We weren't as involved in their education before. It, I mean, we were, but it's different. Yeah. It's Like I said, it's not as... Tactical. Yeah. You know, when you send your kid to school, nothing wrong with that, of no, course. Yeah, I've, I've no. done that myself. Mm-hmm. I was a public school kid. But when you teach your own kids, it's, it's, you're right there. It's like side by side. You're figuring everything out. Yeah. For, 
they're figuring everything out for the first time when they see something new. You get to be there and you get to watch that. Yeah. I love seeing her process. I mean, it's as simple as we're doing a quick check. And so she's answering questions and she's like, well, I know it can't be that because, and she just starts spilling out. And you're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, I just love seeing or knowing that yeah. her brain is processing those pieces. Yeah. And I would never see that in a, on a, you know, just, oh, she got two out of three. Why? What happened on this one? Or, you right. know, before. Yeah. And now it's, she'll talk me through. And that was something we, it took time to kind of practice doing. But it was like the, or explain why this this works and why this wouldn't. Or tell me more about this. And, okay, well, let's think through. We were, we've been talking about the... Articles of Confederation and why does oh, yeah. that work and why mm-hmm. why do you think they wrote it in that way after yeah. being under British rule yeah. now compared to our Constitution and yeah. what is that you know so yep. it's been very interesting conversations yeah. to not just answer the question but think holistically about and then why are people angry yeah. now about certain constitutional amendments or things yeah. that are happening now and why was it you know I like that yeah I like that. it's a it's it's a hard thing to navigate and also like there's times when I'm like. You know, I, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the compromise was, hold on, let's Google it. Yeah. <laughs> let's figure yeah. it out. Let's dig into it. And yeah. we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's okay. I yeah. don't, you know. Yeah. I don't have that great rote memorization. My husband does. He's got a really good knack for. He just can recall abs- it. Yes. Yeah. He absorbs everything. Okay. I love teasing my husband because he was, I air quote, homeschooled. He was taught at, um, at his church. Like they had kids that would come to church and they would do uh, VH H tapes. Okay. VHS tapes. Yeah. I know and they would watch. And so he was technically kind of homeschooled. And I always joke, I'm like, you are, you're Victa- valid Victorian of three kids. <laughs> <laughs> he was Poor a merit guy. scholar. And, well, he was a merit scholar and his college was completely paid for. Yeah. He's an engineer. He's yeah. very smart. But. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to tease him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So he understands yeah. the value of it, too, of that he really appreciated that. And he still talks about, you know, the value of having these people that he knew. And it was much more like the women of the church that were watching over the kids and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. So, so yeah. it was a nice little um, knit, small knit community that kind of yeah. came together for those kids. And Yeah. 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 What would your advice be for others who are thinking about homeschooling? If you're thinking about homeschooling, I would ask questions from someone you trust. Mm. So, for example, I brought up my my friend Teresa, who I just think the world of. I respect her. And she was honest with me. And that helped me so much in making my decision on if I was going to homeschool, how I was going to homeschool. So I would say find someone you trust who has done it or is doing it or knows about it. And, and put some time on their calendar, take them to lunch on your dime. <laughs> yep, that's right. And, <laughs> uh, and ask them all the questions that, you, that you've got. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to also try to get as many opinions. It's because it yes. looks so different. Yes. Like that's a hard piece of, of it. It almost seems um, like a, too big of a piece of meat to chew. You know, yeah. like there's so mm-hmm. many elements of it. And like you said, the fear of or the weight of it being the main yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would also add, I've benefited quite a bit from online groups, yeah. learning online from other people who have the same questions I do, um, sharing information, getting support. You know, my kid just, I don't think they're a visual learner. I don't mm. think they're audit- an auditory learner. How do I teach this to them? Yeah. That kind of thing. So, how can I turn this into a tactile lesson when it's yeah. really like a writing assignment? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Like, what does that actually look like? Yeah. And how many times do I need to repeat this? Like what I must be doing something yeah. that's not interconnecting. That's a great, are there great online resources you have found or like groups? Um, I have, I'll be honest. I can't think of them off the top of my oh, head. No worries. <laughs> I know that would be really helpful for this yeah. podcast, wouldn't it? Well, but... we can put them in the show notes later. <laughs> okay, Check the we'll show put notes. them in the okay. show notes <laughs> because right now I can't yeah. recall them. But well, yes. and it'll be—I'm sure some of them are regional too. Like one is one is a Minnesota group. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember. I don't want to say it's just Minnesota homeschoolers because it has yeah. a different name. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also there's actually a group on Facebook mm-hmm. that I that I follow. Yeah. And they also have you know sales of curriculum twice a year, so you can sure you know 
buy secondhand curriculum because it's it's not cheap. Sell your stuff you got. I just sold a sold a pack of books that I had. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say online groups, but first and foremost, find someone you trust. Yeah. Take them to lunch. I think that's a great, a great <laughs> tip. I want to steer into somewhere maybe a little more controversial, and I don't, I okay. hope this doesn't go bad. <laughs> okay, okay. I won't, just we because won't, I, won't. Yeah, I just, I think a lot of people think, too, homeschooling, there's an automatic tie to faith. Sure. Do you feel that you, your choice for homeschool had to do with faith, or that it's led by faith, or do you feel like it was other... That's a good question. Um, so I am a Christian, mm-hmm. but the reason I, we pulled our kids out was not necessarily faith related. Yeah. It was to provide stability and to teach them the stuff we wanted them to learn Yeah, that we didn't think they'd learn otherwise. Yeah. So, but I will say that as hesitant as I was to homeschool two years ago, and how much I didn't think I had the temperament for it, how much I didn't think my kids were going to respond like they do in, you know, public school. The Lord has blessed our journey. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to think about it because I feel the same way that I think a lot of people assume it's a faith-based reason. Yeah. And I also think a lot of people assume when they hear homeschool, they assume, oh, right, she's a Christian. So, of course, who's going to homeschool? And it's like, now... And I have, I feel very hesitant, same thing, of that it's not 100% that, but it's not 100% the other way either. Exactly. There's, there are benefits yeah. to both, and I agree with you in that. But yeah. I I don't like feeling like it's 100% this or 100% that. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I would say, you know, you know, uh, how do I say this? All homeschoolers are not Christians. Yep. And not all Christians are homeschoolers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we need the we need the we need to also remember that there's people with other beliefs that homeschool. Mm-hmm. For example, in one of my one of my groups, there was a homeschool parent who specific, specifically said, "I'm looking for a co-op, but I'm an atheist, and so I don't want it to have you know Christian undertones." Mm. And you know. Yeah. I might not share her, her belief, but I thought good for her. Right. But I think that's important that again, you would want your kid to get what they need or what you feel they need or what would be best for them. Exactly. And I would feel really horrible feeling like they were being pressured or that this was the only opportunity and things for them. And so I, I think that's so important. I really... I hate saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I really hated when people would say, oh, I'm so glad you're a teacher. It's such a mission field. And it's such a, it's like, I get that. And I understand that concept and I understand the thoughts in that, but there's also value and also um, a very important part of just being, I don't know how to say that the right way. That sounds probably really bad, but that it's, I don't want people to feel that I am constantly looking to judge them or change them or work on them. And that's while I feel like God has always called us to be light and, and kind and all those pieces. It's not my goal every day to come to work and try and fix you or change you or preach to you or convince you that I'm right and you're wrong. And so that's what I really didn't like about that concept. Sure. So I can understand in the homeschool world that a lot of people feel that way, that we do it to also, prep our kids to be that way and I don't want our kids to I want our kids to live out their faith and I want our kids to like I said be prepared to be whomever they um, foundationally are but I hope we have good influence on them to hopefully feel similar if not the same as we do but it's hard to you know be like you have to do exactly as I do yeah if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for being vulnerable on that. Sorry, I know that yeah, was kind no, of a... Yeah, no problem. That's one of those questions where it's a little more like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And that's where people get very nervous nowadays, and I don't want to... Oh. No. No t- topic is <laughs> off limits with me. It's all right. I think that's a good thing, though. Maybe that societally we also get to the point where things are yeah. non-sequiturs, and they should, we should be yeah. able to feel confident enough to talk about things. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Any other big homeschool ahas or big like 
man, this was a big and important thing that's happened or a story to share. Well, um, you know, I just, I just want to kind of reiterate the flexibility that it's mm. given this family. Yeah. Um, you know, we do school in the morning, make sure they make sure they have their work done or they don't, they can't have any screen time or fun things until they get their work done. But then in the afternoon, you know, they can go swimming with friends. Mm -hmm. My daughter can have a riding lesson. You know, we can do something fun or they can go play or a game that they've been wanting to play all day. Yeah. So they're not, you know, and after about three hours, they're kind of done focusing anyway. Yeah, that's true. They're ready for lunch and they're ready to go play. And so I think also for their mental health, it's been, it's been a good thing. But the flexibility with, with having afternoons free to have doctor's appointments to, you know, yeah, do some, have a tea party with my daughter, you know, it's, it's been wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and everything, look at everything as learning. Her, her, my daughter's writing lessons are learning. My son's karate is learning. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, going out and my husband and my son, they built a, they built a, a structure to hold the, the wood that my husband chopped. You know, that's learning yeah. right there. And yeah. so everything is learning. Yeah. Everything is learning. It Everything is school. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that, that what you said too, it just hit me too of with my daughter specifically because she's normally done with her schooling by one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Same thing. She eats dinner or each lunch. Kind of yeah. takes the dog on a walk. She'll have maybe one or more assignments that she'll kind yeah. of finish the afternoon. But she's not exhausted at dinner time. It's not a rush to get dinner in before we go to, my kids are very active in musical theater, to off to the next rehearsal and yeah. off to the next thing. And so that sense of, the flexibility of they're not so scheduled and programmed that it's from seven in the morning till eight, yeah. nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then they're rolling into bed to get up and do it all over yeah. again. I feel like there's a much slower pace yeah. in that for her too. And especially now that she's becoming a teen and I know she's needing a lot more sleep. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. It's just, we are mornings. We don't, um, the boys don't even get on the bus till nine. So mm-hmm. we don't really get roll until eight, eight thirty. So it's, we're just not, we yeah. were getting up at six when we were in public school. So yeah. it was, it's nice to have a little bit slower morning, a little bit slower afternoons yeah. until the boys get home. We make dinner, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate that too with the flexibility, but also the, yeah, just this little bit more slower pace because things are more intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I really do appreciate you coming yeah. all the way over to see my <laughs> No problem. in the library to come share with me about your family's <laughs> journey in homeschooling. And mm-hmm. like we said, we'll put some of those resources in the um, show notes if you have questions and things like that. I think okay. it's important. So I yeah. appreciate you sharing and It's being my here. pleasure. Yeah. All right. I just want to say thank you again to Miranda. I really appreciated that conversation. Again, being so new to homeschooling, it was nice to be able to process some of those thoughts and have somebody else to give some uh, thoughts on homeschooling. If you are somebody who is looking at it, please look at the resources on the show page. Seek out wise counsel from those around you. And um, again, I just said this on the podcast, but I feel so lucky that we live in a time where we have so much choice for our children and our students. So I hope you seek that out. And I hope this conversation conversation was a blessing to you and thanks for tuning in. I will see you guys next week uh, for another conversation here on the Recourse Podcast. Have a good one.